This is the Brattlecast, an opportunity to learn all about rare and used books, collections, things you might have in your attic, and much, much more. People buying, selling, collecting, and the man who appraises it all is Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the famous Brattle Bookshop. It is famous on West Street, downtown Boston. If you come to the city, it has to be a stop on your tour. Ken, a lot of us uh, are familiar with uh, fashion magazines of today, but a big part of the collecting out there involves fashion and fashion magazines of yesteryear. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about what people are dealing with when they're dealing with fashion. Well, absolutely. And one of the things that sort of spurred this on, I got a call from the North Shore of uh, Boston uh, a few months ago when they had a collection of about 80, 85 French fashion magazines from the 1920s, that period, which right now is a hot period. But they're a particularly beautiful high-end magazine my French is horrible, so <laughs> don't have to tell me I'm not pronouncing it uh, well, but Art Gouté, uh, Paris, and the magazine ran uh, in the 20s and into the 30s, but it was a particularly high-end magazine with the paper being beautiful, the the fashion of the period, uh, but they're just amazing. And uh, but fashion has been something that has always been important to people. It's always been what everybody wants in many ways. You have to wear clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I find also is there are people who get into fashion and collect it because they're interested in the clothes. They're interested in the design. They're interested in the fabric. They make wonderful things to put on the walls. Uh, but they also tell an awful lot about what the people were like, what the society was like, whether it was well off, what the rich were wearing, what the middle classes were wearing, what the poor were wearing. And when I first started working the store, uh, a lot of the people, there was a Lady Godies magazine, which was sort of from the mid to later 1800s, and it was American fashion. And they'd have articles about fashion, and then there'd always be a fold-out illustration. It, it was a monthly magazine, and they'd be hand-colored, and they'd show the Victorian fashion, really, of the period. And those things used to sell. you get them in, people would love them. Antique dealers would take them out and frame them. Uh, and then in the last few years, the value of those have fallen off because pe the younger people who are decorating their houses were looking and aren't as interested in Victorian fashion. Mm. But what they are interested in is now Art Nouveau, Art Deco. And so that's where these magazines come in. And it's almost the same purpose that people come in, they look at them, and they, they remember them maybe from the movies or from advertisements they see. And then the interesting part about it is even when you get like the Vogue's and the Vanity Fairs, the high fashion magazines, if you look at them from the 50s, the 60s, 70s, 80s, you can see the changing fashion, but people still love look be, love looking at it because a lot of the people now who are the, quote, baby boomers, that's what they remember, sure. the Jackie Kennedy-style fashion of the 60s. But one of the fascinating parts about it, when I started looking into this a little bit more, is 
my wife and I, we travel with the Antiques Roadshow, and I'll tell all sorts of stories about that in other podcasts. But one of the times, we, we always look for smaller museums, unusual museums. Uh, if you're ever in Chattanooga, go to the Towing and Hauling Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, I mean, we like, okay. and some of them are absolutely fabulous. In Little Rock, Arkansas, we were traveling from Birmingham, Alabama to Austin, Texas, and we made a road trip. But in Birmingham, uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, there is a purse museum, a museum okay. of purses. Now, this sort of goes along with the fashion because the accessories are very much part of it. And they have this fabulous collection of different purses over the years. And I never thought of it this way because you're figuring the design, the way they're made, the big names of the recent areas. Some of them are shapes of different objects, or maybe ocean liners. Some of them are gold. Some of them had jewels on them. Some of them are relatively plain. But one of the things they really pointed out, and you can even, when you start looking for it, is it also showed women in their freedom, in their independence, and how the fashion not only reflected that, but also helped with it. Because one of the things that purses did, also pockets, once the fashion started taking hold of those things, women weren't 100% dependent on a man being next to them to mm. be able to pull out the money, Good point. Uh, to be able to uh, make you know decisions. And so you sort of slowly see the purse, the pocket, the being able to hold things as part of the freedom and, and independence of women. And then you start looking at fashion. Now, some of it's high fashion. You know, you wonder, you know, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Some of the fashion is just art. I mean, literally, right. the clothes almost aren't made to be worn. It's They're, runway stuff that's just for display purposes only. <laughs> Except what you also, if you look at the runway stuff and you look at these magazines and you sort of say, well, those are really on the way out there. But then if you look and see his Roebuck and you look at the catalog there, which was filled with women's fashion, you look at it and you can start to see slowly but surely a year or two later, a lot of that fashion that was way, way out there maybe isn't the same but you can see the yeah. influences. Well, you mentioned Hollywood and, and the movies. And, of course, you as a big movie fan and a collector of movie memorabilia, I remember the early magazines with Catherine Hepburn wearing slacks, pants. Yeah. That was unheard of in her day. And she sort of was a trendsetter. And a lot of these magazines caught on because people wanted to be like their favorite star. Well, and in, in also, uh, I remember one campaign. Uh, this was a, a customer of ours and a friend. And this is something that nowadays would not be what you want to do. But one of the great events at the turn of the century, uh, in the early teens and so on, was the Easter Parade, especially in New York. I mean, it was where all the debutantes came out, where all the high fashion uh, for a lot of the people were really, uh, it was there. It was the big event, seeing what people were going to wear. At the time, cigarettes were not something that women had in local society. They might smoke behind the scenes, but that meant they smoked less. So what did the public relations for the cigarette companies do? How do we get that to be accepted? Well, fashion is the thing that everybody's play, paying attention to. 
you call it, but women weren't allowed to have the cigarettes outside. But then there was a lot of independence. There was, you know, vote the vote for women. So you call them torches of freedom. <laughs> and you have them marching down in the Easter parade, smoking cigarettes, proclaiming their freedom to be able to do this outdoors. Now, the concept is wonderful. What they were selling the is, end, a, is yeah, another the, story. The end result, not too healthy. But, but it, I understand the impact and the the uh, marketing drive that fashion has. I mean, it, it really is. Absolutely. Now, the other interesting thing that I always find when collecting fashion is men's fashion. Mm. There are hundreds of magazines over the years of fashion magazines going way back but there are hundreds of magazines of women's fashion showing the high, the style, the wonderful images, beautiful color plates. There were so many fewer of men. And when you start seeing some of the men's fashion plates, they you can also see how society's changing, what people are doing. But they're actually a lot harder to get and in some cases a lot more expensive. But they can be fascinating. You can see the sporting styles. You can see the... 20s. You, you can see the zoot suits in yeah, the, some of the, the wide versus the, the narrow lapels, the, ties, the tie. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and it's telling something again, sometimes about the society, uh, the hats, which were you, you couldn't go outdoors without a hat. So when you get this type of magazine in, and I, this is one of the most beautiful, this French one, but there's so many areas that you can go into to collecting, to finding uh, items about the fashion. Another thing that I find fascinating when you get to fashion is a lot of times when I'm looking through albums, and sometimes when we go into houses, there are just the snapshots of the families or the area or the stores. Now, at the time, they might have been taking pictures of what was going on, of the stores. But what I find most fun is sometimes looking in the store window and seeing what clothes were there, what type of items. Sometimes if the photo's good enough, to see what the prices were. And in many times, what wasn't intended in the picture is more interesting. Or occasionally, if you get an album, a photograph, a painting, and you can't quite tell when it was done, where it was done, look at what the people were wearing. Look at what was important to them. And you can identify the place, the period, the time, and it's, it's wonderful. What's really interesting about this magazine, Art Goubute, I guess, is that it's 1928. And unlike here in America, you know, they're showing a lot of leg. They're showing, that, that, <laughs> it's Paris. It's France, after all. Well, that's also another thing. It can show a lot of the, the what people considered moral, immoral. Right. And it also, I find a lot of times when I look at that, it makes you question what you're saying is good and bad now because is 20 years from now, is that going to change? What you find outlandish, is is it going to go back? But that's just a lot of fun of what all of this collecting as, as is As long about. as leisure suits are not making a comeback anytime <laughs> soon, I'm a happy man. Well, this is just another uh, terrific offshoot. There are so many spokes in this wheel where people can go and get into the collecting bug, and that's just another example. And it's a lot of shows when I go out, you never know what you're going to be finding and what you're looking for. And, it, you know, people think it's going to be some old, rare first edition. I get more excited about seeing a fashion magazine or a group of those 
because they don't come in quite as often, and they're beautiful. I can assure you that our uh, host, Ken Gloss, is GQ approved. He looks great. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Always interesting, always fascinating as we talk about books, buying, selling, appraising, collecting, magazines, you name it. Uh, It's all there. BrattleBookshop.com for questions and follow-up, and we will see you next time on the Brattlecast. 